Siri, set timer for 15 minutes. Okay, your timer is set for 15 minutes. Hello, my name is Stuart Hackley. Welcome to The Nug. The word of the day is prostitution, and I've really gotten myself into a shithole this time. Um, so this word came up in conversation at dinner the other day, and I realized it is a word that I've used for reasons that are unclear to me more than I would like over the last several days. A lot of this has to do with, um, as I'm sure you're aware, um, the, the word prostitution is not exactly um, the most politically correct term to use. Man, I've tried to start this recording like four times and like things keep happening right at the beginning of it. One of those things just happened, but I'm going to fucking power through. So anyways, um, the more appropriate term is probably sex work. And I think that this highlights sort of an uncomfortable truth about myself. I mean, I consider myself a feminist and that's actually a pretty important thing to me. And something that I think is particularly important about being a male feminist is uh, being willing to admit when you're wrong. Like what I don't want to be is somebody who like becomes a van, like tries to be like a spokesperson for the feminist movement or like tries to explain feminism to other people. Like I fully admit that like the way that I have been conditioned uh, makes me a part of the problem more often than not. So I try to be sort of aware of the ways in which I'm imperfect and to like commit myself to change. So I think one of those ways is using the word prostitution instead of sex work. But honestly, there's a little bit of a blind spot I think in my feminism when it comes to talking about sex work I don't think I match up very well with sort of mainstream feminist thought specifically third wave feminism and it's not in so much as like I mean I'm, I'm all for the legalization and destigmatization of prostitute of, of sex work um, but I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as sex positive so I guess like that's the main thing I want to talk about today is this idea of sex positivity and like the issues I have with it and uh, as much as the other podcasts so far weren't planned, this is even less planned. I don't really know necessarily even what I have to say about this. So here goes. Um, so I've always sort of found the idea of like empowerment through sexuality to be suspect because like it's hard for me not to see so much of like kind of the ills associated with modern society and specifically with issues um, you know, related to the feminist movement is having something to do with sex and sexual power. And I find that like sex drive, as I experience it, is it's something that is a little bit deeper and more primal and like a little bit outside of my control. Like, you know, it makes me like, the, 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 I guess the idea of hormones exerting control over my behavior or thoughts, it does not make me comfortable. And like when I see sort of the various awful ways in which humans treat one another, and especially how men treat women, I see a lot of sexuality in that. So like I understand the concept of trying to reclaim things that have become gross. And I understand also the concept of um, sex is something that is like sex and sexual pleasure is being things that have like historically denied women. But it's just honestly, and like I'm nervous to say this in a public setting because I don't want to necessarily you know, make it seem like I'm anti-sex, but like I don't necessarily see sexuality as a concept as something to be celebrated. And and I struggle with that because like it feels like a lot of my peers, a lot of people I really respect and a lot of people whose ideas I really mostly agree with and resonate with, like they all seem to think that, you know, expressions of sexuality like have, are like sort of central to 
identity and, I, and, and just like central to empowerment. And I guess part of it is like, it's a personal journey in the sense like I've not personally found sex to be very empowering. And like, I'm generally, as I mentioned before, kind of uncomfortable with the idea of not being a thinking being and like, like uncomfortable with grappling with the parts of myself that are guiding me that aren't my rational thoughts. Um, but also like, you know, I, I look at things like rape culture and I look at the objectification of women and like when people who want to celebrate their sexuality, like use any of kind of the tropes or images of sexuality, as I understand it, especially female sexuality, I feel like it very often goes in the direction of ways in which women have been traditionally objectified. So, I mean, this is all very heady stuff, I guess. Like I'm sort of speaking in circles about it and, and like I'm talking about it like it's very complicated and I guess like really it's not. I mean, like if I'm being totally frank and honest here and if you can't do it on the internet, where can you do it? If you can't do it at Christmas, when can you do it? Um, I am not particularly comfortable with sex like and with my relationship with sex and I guess I feel a sort of jealousy for people that seem more open about it and seem to get more out of it like I've had bad experiences and I've known a lot of people have had bad experiences and like there is this little part of me that wishes I could wave a wand and kind of like make human sexuality go away I get like which sounds a little bit brave new world but you know having studied gender history uh as a master's student didn't really help this like I've learned a lot about sort of like the centrality of sexuality and sex to modern identity and most importantly for this topic the fact that it doesn't necessarily need to be that way like um, one of the most important things I learned I think in a class I took with who a man who had become my my mentor and uh, uh, advisor is that so first of all like the idea of homosexuality the idea of sexual orientation as a fundamental sort of intractable part of one's identity is invented in the 19th century but so homosexuality was invented, but in the same way, heterosexuality was invented. So because people's sexual behavior was categorized just as behaviors rather than identity, it wasn't like a category into which you fit into, um, the idea that like some people are heterosexual or even most people are heterosexual simply did not exist before, you know, a hundred years ago or so, which is, you know, a wild and interesting thing to learn. Um, but, but an argument that my advisor that I, is very fond of is this idea that actually in like the modern United States, especially post-World War II, heterosexual identity is among the most important of American identities. That like identifying as heterosexual is a big part of how we think of ourselves. And again, while I find this interesting, I always find it uncomfortable. And I guess I just wish that sex wasn't so central, that sex wasn't something that we use to define ourselves. I wish we could go, you know, I'm not a, a fan of good old daysism, but I, I kind of wish that I could go back in time to some imaginary time when sex didn't dictate everything. But I guess like if you, but, but I guess like that's puritanism, right? Like, I mean, if, if you take sex out of conversation, like sexual drive will reassert itself in culture and influence it in possibly even darker ways. So I guess what I'm saying is I, I in, you know, this has been, I think, now that you think about it, a little disingenuous that I said that the word of the day is prostitution. I mean, I guess this is probably the least kind of on topic thing I've talked about. So I guess I will end a little bit with sex work. Um, I have 
some very good friends who know a lot about sex work and sex work advocacy. And, and as I've already said, um, I think the stigmatization of sex work, like although I'm not necessarily pro-sex or sex positive, that doesn't mean I'm not pro-sex worker. But like also I find it hard to envision a world in which sex work is positive. Like I, I, I have a lot of people that I'm close to who are of this opinion that like, you know, the current system makes sex work toxic for women in a lot of ways and that if the system were improved then sex work would continue to rightfully exist and would continue to be and would could exist in a non-exploitative form and i just wonder how that is i'm just like not really into <clears throat> the commodification of bodies i guess which is not to say that i judge any person who chooses to do sex work it's just that like if i you know had my druthers i would wish for a world in which people's worth is not in any way connected to their bodies and as i articulate that i realize that's a little bit broader than what i'm talking about it's not necessarily just about sexuality like you know I've, I've i've been accused in the past of kind of wanting to be a brain in the vat of like not being a huge fan of my physical body and i think i'm, I'm probably not alone in that but i'm also it's not the only way to think about it but um but I guess like if your worth isn't judged by your body, then I don't know what it should be judged by or even if it should be engaged in like attaching worth to people in general, which is one of the main criticisms I've heard people lob at the current system, which is like, well, the thing that makes sex work bad is is capitalism. Um, and I think capitalism makes pretty much everything bad. But like I'm, I'm like I find myself really wondering, especially in the last week after a conversation I had with a friend about this, I find myself wondering like what does a world with sex work but without capitalism look like? And I think it just kind of looks like people having sex. I mean, I don't, you know, to be honest, like if, if we were to sort of reduce capitalism, like you know, I don't know that it's possible to get rid of. I don't know what it means to get rid of capitalism. I mean, I don't necessarily believe. In like pure communism or like other forms of government that have been proposed that would involve that that would totally get rid of like competitive exchange of goods but but like I, I mean I wonder what work would look like I guess in that world um, and I guess like there are parts of sex work I don't know like I feel like I'm kind of drawing a blank on this I mean Part of the folly here, I guess, is me choosing to talk about something that I fully admit to not knowing enough about. So, like, I guess what I'm realizing as I talk is that I need to reckon with this. And I, like, I do have the tools to do that. Like, I mean, I think more than most, I have the ability, like, I have the resources and I have the knowledge base and I have... Uh, the ability and the time I'm part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I'm overflowing with time to sort of like find the requisite literature to kind of educate myself on this topic and not to say that I mean it is possible for me to not necessarily agree with mainstream feminism about something like, it's not that, like, I necessarily experience that much discomfort with that. It's more that, like, even as I disagree, and I don't even know what specifically I disagree with. Like, I just, 
I just find it hard to celebrate sex and sex work. Like, I guess even as I sort of articulate my opinion here or like other places, I like hear myself and I don't like what I'm saying. So, but at the same time, like I can just, I guess, speak the party line, which I, I do, I think to some extent, but like it doesn't necessarily reflect how I'm feeling about it. So I think it's incumbent on me to actually do some research and try and figure out what people who think people I respect to find to find voices that I can trust weighing in on this topic to, to, to sort of educate me. Like I need to be educated. You know, I actually don't think I'm going to fucking do this one. Fuck. Um, so I actually paused it right there, which I haven't done before. And I actually almost throughout this recording because I'm pretty unsatisfied with the way that I've talked about this particular topic and the way I've expressed myself. Um, and I've decided to resume it with about two minutes left on the clock because I want to be faithful to the original concept of the podcast. And if I really want to, you know, walk the walk in addition to talking the talk, I think it's important for me to show vulnerability and like show the things that I don't know and show the ways in which I'm uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know if anyone will ever listen to this, but I guess as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I benefit from verbally processing things. And sometimes I realize things as I'm talking, even when sillily, 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 even when stupidly enough, I'm talking to myself. But what I'm realizing now is, is that, and, and I started to articulate this before the break as it were, but is that, you know, I, this blind spot isn't something that I can like explain away is something that I need to, to figure out if I want to sort of do my duty as a good feminist and I don't really have an excuse not to do it. So, prostitution. Uh, I guess I also just, I don't want to move forward in my life like allowing my own sort of personal relationship with sex dictate like my political beliefs about other people and what they should do with their life. That doesn't seem particularly fair. So yeah, so I guess like there's some work to do. The work is to, yeah, sort of do some research on sex work and sex positivity, sort of make sure that's not for me and also figure out my own relationship with sexuality. Gee, what a fun podcast I've made.